Hey, it's Chris Wendelkin, and this is On The Line, a podcast where I talk with friends living around the country about all things life and hoops and gambling. Uh, thanks for tuning in. If you're new to the show, you can tweet at us at OnTheLine underscore pod. We're on Instagram at OnTheLinePod. You can send me your NBA questions, your real or fantasy life questions at OnTheLinePod at gmail.com. Last, if you could rate, review, and subscribe to the show in iTunes or wherever you get podcasts, it's greatly appreciated. My guest today is Billy Scafuri. Billy writes on a show on True TV called Talk Show the Game Show. His podcast is called The No Joke Podcast on the HeadGum Network. And he is a member of the illustrious Harvard sailing team. Without further ado, let's give a call to Billy Scafuri. Bill. Yo. How are we? We are well. How are we? Uh, things are good, man. Uh, I guess we'll just hop into it. So, uh, without further ado, Billy Scafuri, you're on the line. Bill, what's up? How how you doing? How you feeling? Happy to be here, Chris. Thank you for having me. (laughs) Of course, man. So, you know, I was thinking about, I was thinking about having you on the show in our friendship and, you know, my, my mind went in a few different directions about like all the topics to cover. So we'll do as as best we can to get to it all. But you know, we're both we're both kids from Long Island, Nassau County yes. kids. We're we're, yes. we're gym rats. Um, <laughs> we're fantasy basketball fiends. But both in the playoffs right now. Both in the playoffs, and we're gonna we're gonna cover that. But I want to begin with uh, a friend of ours who's near and dear to our heart. I want to begin with Amir. Okay. And um, so as you as you may or may not know, you know we talk gambling on this pod, and Amir introduced me to gambling. As yes. something that could make sports a little bit more fun, kind of spice it up. He bought cryptocurrency about five years ago. It didn't move for those five <laughs> years. So he decided, I'm going to gamble with I'm going to gamble with it. Yes. Yes. Now, and he has become a prolific gambler. Now. now, I didn't think it was really possible for sports to get more fun until I started guessing point spreads and losing Amir's money on like money lines and stuff a few years sure. back. We've, Theoretical gambling is great. We've lost a lot of Amir's Bitcoin guessing lines. The first... I wouldn't even say we. I'd say that's the royal <laughs> we. That's you. you yeah, I have. Lot of his money I have lost a lot. Lines. That, that's correct. Right. So yeah, the first thing I want to ask, I want to ask you is, do we? Do, so do we know if Amir is still using his Bitcoin to gamble, or has has he begun saving it? Do you know? I watched the Super Bowl with him, okay. and I'm pretty sure he put real American cash into a oh, uh, into a gambling website. What is it called? It's not like it's like nitrogen it's sports. Fan- I think that that's one of them, but this yeah. one's called like not Fandango, but it's oh, like Jesus. Fandango's like cousin. Yeah. Uh, anyway, Jeez. Bovado, Bovado, Bovado. Yeah, 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 yeah. And yeah, so I can't speak. I mean, like, look, this is another man's money in another man's life. I can't speak to it too much. Sure. But I will say that he he makes the right decisions and he gambles small amounts all the time. But we're thinking it's U.S. dollars, correct? It's no longer Bitcoin. Right. Yes. Okay. I think this is money regulated by the great. U.S. bank. I great. think it has a gold value. Great. 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 Now we've both hopped into the crypto into the cryptocurrency game since Amir has kind of like tipped us off. I personally own Bitcoin, Bitcoin Cash, and my favorite of 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 all of them is Litecoin. Now right. you have since diversified even more. Is there a I have. is there a coin? Is there an altcoin that you're watching these days? Anything you want to <sighs> recommend for the audience? Well, I mean, just a little background. On November 29th, you had a going right. away party at yes. a bar. And me, you, and Amir, and our other friend, Ryan Glennon, I believe was part of it for a moment, um, yeah. just sort of talking about Amir's experience with Bitcoin. Bitcoin right. at that point had like multiplied five times in value, and Amir was sitting on lots of money that he unexpectedly had. So you and I said, 
it's this will be a fun going away sure. camaraderie thing. Bonding. Why don't the three of us all buy some Bitcoin and go on the roller coaster together? Right. So that's just a little backstory. So on November 30th, me and you both bought a handful of Litecoin when they were worth like $90 or so. Yeah. And in the following week, that dumb coin tripled in value or so. And suddenly we were sitting on all sorts of new profit. Unbelievable. You, you decided to hold on to that profit and yeah. let it sit and just marinate more. Yeah. I decided to take some of that and move it into these things called altcoins, right. which are smaller, basically less valuable um, coins at the time. Right. And, and I bought them with the same hopes that they would multiply like Bitcoin did. So I bought Stellar, Ripple, Tron, uh, Stellar Ripple and Tron are the big ones that Those come big to mind ones. right now. Yeah, yeah. Amir really wanted me to get Ryblox, but that would have made me go to an even darker part of the web. Wait, is, I know what, these what are was all, that? What was the name of that? I think Currency? it's either Railblocks Rail or maybe there's no L. It might just be Rye. Ryblocks. Um, uh, um, awesome. We, I mean, look, like with we, an apostrophe or something. Like yeah, R-A no, just like R A I blocks. Okay. We, but like, I mean, look, I'll be the first to admit it. We lost control. Like yeah. we lost control yeah, of our yeah. day to day lives. Sure. We um we became day traders who were hunting down the next big coin. Well, all of those coins have crashed. Right. Since. We were all we were all, all back at square one. But um, I would say uh, get into the, the crypto game if you're looking to uh, get on a slow moving roller coaster. Time, when was the last time you looked at uh, a graph? Like when was the last time you opened Coinbase? Two weeks ago. Yeah, two weeks. Two ago. weeks ago. How was it looking for us? Like what what's um. What's Litecoin looking like these days? Are we north or south of 200 bucks? South. 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 Are yes. we, are I think we... the answer to most questions that you'll ask me will be south. <laughs> south. Are we north of $90, our initial purchase point? North. North. Okay. We are north. Okay. Yes. So we're still... We're playing still... with house money. Okay. Still playing with house money. Still playing with house money. That's all I need to know. That's all you need to know. Great. Um, all right. That's that's cryptocurrency. I want to talk Long Island real quick. So, sure. um I was just on Gabrus's podcast, Ooh. and um, big surprise, half of it was about Long Island. Not surprised at all. Um, yep. So let's talk hoops on Long Island. First of all, did you did you play basketball as a kid growing up? Like, did you what? Like, how were oh, you yeah. playing basketball? Was it just like hoops hoops in, in the driveway? Were you playing CYO? Were you playing for yeah, school? Yeah, I was playing in leagues, hoops in the driveway, yeah. uh, hoops at the Rockville Center Recreation Center, indoor Great. and outdoor, depending on the season. Awesome. But yeah, I would play in the Rockville Center League, which was a town-wide league. Right. Then I played in, um, I was raised Lutheran, yeah. so I played in the Lutheran League, Great. LYO. Yeah. And then I was also uh, pulled to play and pretend I was Catholic and play on a CYO team as well. So, awesome. Awesome. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I so, find, I, fi- I don't know if this is just unique to Long Island or if it's like all youth basketball, like religion, basically, it just doesn't matter at a certain point. Like it's just about getting in a league and it doesn't, oh, really, totally. you know what I mean? So you could play. We had some yeah. ringers. We had some ringers on my uh, Lutheran team that because they were so good, our coach was just like, like just nervous enough that he's like, Hey, listen, you're coming to church with me on Sunday. <laughs> Literally just in like, Amazing. The like when we were like approaching the finals, yeah. like, listen, this team might be dropping in just to see if these guys are actually going to the yeah. church. Yeah. You guys yeah. all have to go to church this Sunday. Amazing. Did, yeah. um, did you go to basketball camp over the summer? Did you ever get that hardcore? Yep. Totally. Yeah. I Which... went to a uh, Lutheran high school basketball camp, which yeah. is like an elite private school um, on Long Island. Yeah. I went there camp which was a day camp and then one year yeah um i went me and my friends formed a team and went to villanova steve lapis shut up villanova basketball camp shut yep and our up. instructors were kerry kittles yeah oh they weren't our instructors they were like uh they, they would like speak uh every day okay uh, but it was Kerry like kittles moti- motivational speakers basically kind of like yeah we would we would be assigned college kids um like the college team some of their players and some of like their like walk-ons right would be our coaches for a week right. and we would stay in the dorms right 
and it was basketball 24 7 and at like before dinner or at dinner when Amazing. we'd all go to like the mess hall yeah. curry kittles or Just tim thomas in. would yeah would roll in and give us like some words of advice but Amazing. then i got to play <laughs> curry kittles one-on-one in front of the camp really at, yeah, and I'm like 14, and it's on the court, the Villanova court. Are you a tall? Are you a tall kid at this point? Or no, okay. I am like your you're standard like average height, 15, just like, yeah. standard. Yeah. You know how like everyone's the same height in my yes. bar mitzvah and sweet yes. 15 photos. Yeah, that height. Yeah, because um, you're now like, you're now tall amongst our friends, but like you hadn't become like a tall person yet, right? You were just I, like, I'm better at basketball than I am tall. Yeah. At this age. Yeah. You know what I mean? Great. Yep, I'm better yep, yep. at the sport than I am blessed with size. Right. <laughs> um, which means that I'm full of like confidence and sure. oh my I'm also God. like looking at like my oh local my hero yeah. and yeah. Kittles beat me three Oh in three shots. Wow. 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 <laughs> literally probably lasted less than 45 seconds. Oh, winner ball, winner God. take it. And yeah, yeah it was, yeah. it was great. I Very to, humbling. Yeah. I went to camp at St. Dom's one summer and where it, is that? It's in, uh, I want to say somewhere in Oyster Bay. And cool. in, in, in my imagination, like Rick Patino and Billy Donovan definitely were my counselors. <laughs> yes, definitely. <laughs> like they weren't, they, they weren't, but like, I'm convinced they were. Right. And, uh, yeah, it was like just a really awesome experience. You got the basketball, you know, you got the, like the mesh shorts with defense written on the butt. And so much you, of it you, is you like slapped, the shirt you walk away with. Yeah, like, dude, if you, you got you a slap cool the floor. shirt. Yeah, yeah. If you get a shirt with a number on the back. You know what I mean? Like time. these are all like elements yeah. that you kind of want. Dude, do you remember this thing hoop it up? Did you ever do hoop Come it up? Come on, the three on three at NASA yeah. Coliseum. Yeah, Come yeah. on, I did hoop it up. Oh, you hooped it up. Do you remember? I hooped ho- it up. I got we we got absolutely leveled. Slow. So I had a friend who yeah. was like How old were you at too this tall. Point? Yeah, I'm, this was young. This was probably like thirteen. Okay. We had a friend who was like way too tall for his age. Like he was like six four at thirteen. At thirteen. <laughs> so I got him. Yeah. And then I got my cousin Sean, who was just like he beat me at every sport growing up. Sure. So in my eyes, like that in was, the world, he was the world's greatest athlete. Yeah. 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 Like he was just like he's better than me. Right. And so I rolled up to hoop it up. Which for those of you who don't know, like basically. It's like a rolling basketball tournament, outdoor basketball tournament, where they would bring in all these portable hoops and uh-huh. set up in like, in like arenas, their parking lots, like yeah. 50 three-on-three games oh with brackets. And yeah. they would like determine the best three-player team in that region Incredible. at different age ranges. And we lost like 11-1, 11-3. Like we had to huck a three just to get on the scoreboard. We were getting rocked by kids from like queens and uniondale yeah. who yeah. were just like aau teams who just like pulled their top three <laughs> like i took my tall friend and my cousin. Uh, it's just like a collection of the most like disillusioned arrogant 13 year old kids from long island just thinking oh. like they could take they could take on anyone Man. oh humbling yeah like yeah. within the first two baskets you're like we can't win this no, no. <laughs> you know? absolutely half not. court it was yeah. really great it was yeah. half court it was awesome yeah um, all right. I want to talk, uh, NBA stuff like growing up. So you, if I, if I understand correctly, you grew up a Michael Jordan bulls fan. Is that right? Like you, you were in on Jordan's bulls. The only thing I would correct you with is that I wasn't a Michael Jordan fan per se. Okay. I was a Michael Jordan diehard, diehard fan. Die fan. All right. So talk was, to me, uh, yeah. talk to me about the pressure. Uh, like, did you, did you face like any blowback from friends? Cause we grew up in the 90s in new york you know like when the knicks were mattered and and jordan's bulls were the number one rival for the knicks was it was there ever any like contention like did did you have issues with friends about being a michael jordan diehard yeah well my friends would occasionally you know give me a hard time sure but you know would like kind of just like rib me but i always had the ace in the hole which was that i always win yeah you know what i mean it was like so like as a kid, I was, how old was I at the time? I was like 10, 11, maybe something like that. 
And at that age, it's like, you're just looking for heroes. You know, you're looking for things to point at and be like, I want to be that when I grow up, you <laughs> yeah, know? And yeah. like, I wasn't point, I never wanted to grow up and be like, I want to be the third best thing like the Knicks were <laughs> in the East. You know, it's like this one guy looks cool, has an earring, does cartoon movies, dunks on everybody. And <laughs> hasn't, he's won the last six championships of my adolescence. Like yeah. that's, that's enough of a resume for me to be like, that's my hero. So anytime my friends would be like, you're a front runner. I'd be like, so what? I'm having the time of my life. Of course. Of course. I, this is so much more fun for me. Like I get the sensitivity of being like one year, the Cubs are going to win the world series, but like, look, I'm a Mets fan, but the Yankees have won it 27 times. That's gotta be fun. Yeah. And you're not <laughs> you sorry. I mean? Yeah. Yeah. You're not sorry for siding with greatness. You know, at the no. end of the day, no one's going to blame you. And but... it was real. Like, look, I, it was definitely a front runner move, but you can't call an 11 year old, a 10 year old, no. a front runner. It's a developmental mind and it picked what it like. So <laughs> you know what I mean? Of course. So when I no, go, my parents weren't basketball fans, no. so they weren't going to like, no stake in the game. Me. No stake yeah. In it was game. just like, yeah, this guy's the coolest. I get it. Yeah. So I Googled around just for like what were like the top most memorable Jordan versus the Knicks moments. I'm curious sure. if anything sticks out in your head, but the, the ones that really well, definitely struck the me. double nickel. Yeah. So the ones that struck out I was for there. me were you were there were I was double I was nickel. Double, I was at the double nickel game wearing oh, a Michael Jesus. Jordan jersey. Double. Okay. So let's talk that. So it's his fifth game back out of his first retirement. Jordan right. shows up. He right. goes 21 for 37 shooting, scores 55 points. Right. On the last play of the game, he Pass. finishes it off, not with a shot, but with an assist Pass. to Bill Wennington. You yep. were at Baseline that Baseline jumper. Baseline jumper. Yeah. And then Jordan ran to center court and knocked the court twice. And I was just Jesus. like, oh, my God. This is like God has come back on Easter Sunday. How did you How did you score? Like, how did you score these tickets? I'm, I'm so curious. Like, I'm so curious. How did this happen? So my soccer coach, shout out Coach Lewandowski, I was, gosh, I can't even tell you, maybe 13 years old or so. He was the man, yeah. and I was best friends with his son at the time. And he was like, he. my parents were artists, yeah. so he was like my, my okay. soccer coach who I saw like three times a week, and he mattered. Yes. And he like kind of like brought sports into my life a of little course. bit. Of course, yes. Or like, you know, a coach, like that kind of father figure. Yes, yeah. So... He had, he was also like a finance guy. Again, my parents were artists. So like he had access to tickets that my parents didn't have access to. Sure. So he would sometimes have these tickets. So when Jordan came back, he got four tickets, the literal last row behind the baseline opposite where the final shot happened. The wow. last row in Madison Square Garden. Oh my God. And we got four tickets. And so it was me, oh my Hank, God. I think my friend Steve Corvetti and my friend Tim Kelly. Three Knicks, three Knicks jerseys and one red Michael Jordan jersey. Oh my and it was God. awesome. Sidebar, that same coach got us tickets to the Meadowlands draft where uh, Stephon Marbury, Ray Allen, um, Allen Iverson, Kobe Bryant were all drafted. Oh we went to that draft because of Coach Lou. Wow, that's some iconic stuff that you had that you were there in person for. I think that's the greatest draft of all time. I know this isn't where you were going with no, it, no, but no. I think that was the greatest draft the, of all time. Mar like, what was it? Marbury, Ray Allen, Iverson. And... Yeah, it's like 94 and 96. Like yes. if you have a second pull it up in your theater, not yeah. now necessarily, but like it goes on. It was the year where the Knicks had three draft picks in the top 15. And we took John Wallace, Walter McCarty, and one other guy who didn't turn out. I can't even remember who it was at the time, but oh, it was just... Another Knicks draft Wait, for the ages. Let me see. I'm pulling this up right now. Okay, here we go. Dante I, Jones. Iverson. This is this is uh, this is the the first round of the draft. First couple picks. Iverson. I was there. Marcus Camby, Sharif Abdul Rahim, Stephon Marbury, Ray Allen, Antoine Walker, Lorenzen Wright, Kerry Kittles, uh, Samaki Walker, Eric Dampier. Keep who, going. 
Todd Fuller? Who is Todd got, Fuller? Did he go to the Bucks? Um, he Todd Fuller hmm. went to Golden State. Okay. Um, Vitale Papadenko, Kobe Bryant. Holy Boom. crap! Yeah, right. Peja Stojakovic, Steve Nash, right. Tony right. Delk, Jermaine right. O'Neal, John Wallace, mm-hmm. Walter Mercardi, Zoldrudis Azul, Elgaskis, Dante Jones, Roy Rogers, Derek Fisher. Wow! Wow! I mean, Derek Fisher at like twenty three. He's yeah. gonna be a Hall of Famer. You this know what I mean? Like that, that draft was just stacked. Yep. 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 Wow, man. Nineteen ninety six. Yeah. So uh, shout out Coach Lou. But yeah, he got his tickets to the 55, uh, to the double nickel game, which was like life changing for me, obviously. And then I saw Michael Jordan after the game and froze. How? We knew where the they parked there. We did like this whole scope beforehand. These four just like savvy kids where the Bulls parked their bus. Oh my and God. the second the game was over, we sprinted oh, to that wait. spot. So this is at the garden. There's that yeah. little like it's tunnel. Yeah, there's that tunnel. Right, right. Where the right, bus right. just comes yep. out. It's like all like underground at the garden. Yeah. They just like yep, up here. Yep, 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 yep. And so we just stood there and we were pretty sure this was the Bulls bus. And then we see all the players coming out and I'm like, wow, wow, wow. And then Scotty Pippen walked out and I was just like, oh my God. And then Michael Jordan walked out. He was like, maybe I, in my kid's mind, he was eight feet away. He could have been 20 feet away, but I've never had been. And till that, since that day, I'd never been starstruck yeah. and I was frozen solid. Just sent, like my body was saying, you are looking at your hero right now. <laughs> and he just got on the bus and I was like, oh my God. It's like incredible. Crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so that was a big one. Another one. I mean, the dunk the where dunk. he spun on Ewing yes. and basically dunked on the whole Knicks team where so, he just deked them out of his mind. Yeah. The Bulls would eventually embarrass the Knicks in this the, the, a three game sweep in the first round of the 91 uh, playoffs. And mm-hmm. Jordan goes baseline, goes around Starks and Oakley, and then slams the ball. Like Ewing, Ewing tries to swipe it away, and um, Ewing got dunked on by the Bulls a bunch. There's another absolutely epic Pippen dunk on Ewing, where it's just like, oh god, dude, these he was just, yeah, he was just also one of those guys that was always going to be victimized, you know, like yeah. something about him that like big lumbering guy. Yeah, um, he was just he just I don't know he had a target on his back or something. The last yeah. one I would be remiss if we didn't mention is um, 1993 Eastern Conference Finals games four and five. Uh, in game four, Jordan drops 54 points, all jump shots, not a single mm-hmm. dunk, after there were rumors circulating that he'd been out gambling all night in Atlantic mm-hmm. City between games one and two. And um, the next game, game five, I believe, is when Charles Smith couldn't hit the layup in the closing seconds. Four misses. Incredible. Um, God. Jordan went to the line uh, 35 times. Hit no. 20. Yeah. He he was twenty for thirty five from the uh, from the from the free throw line. Is that a record? Uh, I'm not sure, but he finished the game with tw- with a triple double, twenty nine, fourteen assists, and ten rebounds. And the Bulls mm-hmm. would take a three two series lead, and then basically they they closed the Knicks out in Game Six. But I'd be curious, like he also like I don't know where he ranks in all time steals, but Jordan oh, is theft, way man. he's up just there. A theft. Yeah, yeah he was way. like he. It's like when you watch old YouTube clips of Jordan at his best. It's like. They start when the Bulls, there's like 3.6 seconds left in the game, yeah. and the Bulls are down five. Yeah. And you're like, well, there's no real way this can work out. <laughs> and then you the thing... just watch him just like psychologically break down what's about to happen and then yeah. like act on it and score six points and win. And you're just like, how the hell? The crazy thing about Jordan is um, it feels like he played defense like an offensive game. You know what I mean? Like he played, sure. he played defense as he hard was as in offense. control on defense. Yeah, like it always seemed like his objective was to steal the ball and to like dominate his opponent. Right, and, right, um, 
you know, I love it. he was just one of those two way beasts. Probably, you know, I think the best that we'll ever see, certainly the best that there ever was, but the greatest winner of our generation. Oh, I no mean, doubt. like it's no definitely like in, in our, like there's no answer to who's better LeBron or Kobe or Mike, you know what I no. mean? They all have their things. Yes. But the one thing that I'd say is inarguable is that Mike was the best winner of yes. them all. Yes. He uh, finished. Now I want to talk bill about, uh, now this is the first week of the fantasy playoffs. We're not going to talk about, this too much because our audience isn't totally uh, clued in our fantasy league, but um, you are the commissioner of our fantasy basketball league. Yeah. The league has been going on for about five or six years now. Um, This is the first week of the playoffs commission. I want to ask you, I want to talk to you about the pressures of being a fantasy commish. How are you like, how do you handle that? How, how do you hold the line? Especially as the league expands in size, the GMs change rule requests are made. Yep. Um, you have a certain responsibility to hold the integrity of the league. Yeah. Um, how's it going? I mean, how, how, how do you face the pressure? Uh, I'd say that like, it comes in waves where I think that there's only moments where it actually feels pressureful. Yeah. Um, I think that anyone who plays fantasy sports it's knows fun. that if they've commissioned a league before, the real heavy lifting is just in getting the league up off its feet every season. Yeah. Draft. It's like the hardest part. It's like fantasy is very like, while it's a communal activity and everyone gets to communicate with one another, it's also like quite individualistic where it's just like everyone's making like decisions on their own. And to wrangle 12 people to like get together on a set time based on their outside lives. That's usually just like the annoying heavy lifting that we're doing, you know? Yeah. But then, and then once like, ideally your league is not made up of like half friends and half people you found on the internet, but like a group of people that are doing this, not just because they love competition and basketball or sports, but because they also like, like the community and like the interaction that we get at it. You know what I mean? So I think that five years in, we've really like harvested the right 14 general managers and everyone like, has like the same sense of like role play and silliness where it's like, they take being a GM like a little too seriously, but they refer to one another as GM. And like, we live in this like fantasy world that you kind of always live in, Chris, Yes, which is like, I feel like you're like the GM of our friend group where like you speak in these like very business, very serious ways about very nonsensical. (laughs) And our league is very much that. So I don't feel much pressure. Well, the whole thing is like there's moments there is moments where like someone will loft out a change to the league. Yeah. And that's really fun for me. We call yes. those props within props. our league. Sure. Proposition. And it's really fun to see everyone's anxieties and wanting to get their voice heard and uh-huh. all these different things take place and just yeah. sit back and be like, this is, these are my children. This yes. is my league. Yes. You know what I mean? Yes. So there's no pressure. It's all really no pressure. fun. It's all fun. Good, 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 yeah. good, good. All right. Well, I, I want to so. talk, I want to talk your team real quick. Some of the, some of the specifics. So mm. you, it's the first week of the playoffs. Um, you are currently the sixth seed playing our friend and week one podcast guest, Matt hobby. Matt is the, he was three. my He's was, the... my friend. He oh, was my friend. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. He's the number three seed, dribble, dribble. Right. Uh, yeah. How are you feeling about your upset odds? Do we have a chance here? Uh, uh, you know, no. Can, I, don't no. Have, I don't think we have much of a chance here. <laughs> you can't carve, it, like, you. Is, is there a pathway in your head where you can envision? Absolutely. A, yeah, okay. Absolutely. So there's, sell there's me certainly a, There's certainly a path. Unfortunately, yeah. the, the outside assets that I would need to make that path work out aren't necessarily on the waiver wire. disposal, yeah. Like, it's like what I found, and this is like no big spoiler. I assume that much yeah. of, most of our league listens to this uh, podcast, and they probably all follow the same thing, which is like in the playoffs, yeah. it's just about make minutes. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yep. It's like, it's like Games, I have like Hassan Whiteside games. right now. Yep, yep, Hassan yep. Whiteside's out. 
I can't really afford to drop him because if I do make it to the next round, maybe he'll be back. Right. I had Zach Randolph. I had to drop him because he plays every other game. And it's like these guys put up numbers when they play, but when they but, don't, yeah. they're just killing you. And you it's only have one week to weight. move on. I know. So, so my, my, my map, you know, if you say like, is yeah. there a way that you can see it pulling off is that I draft guys who have heavy weeks Health. for minutes. Yeah. Unfortunately, when I look on the waiver wire for teams that have like four games this week, the talent that I would hope to find <laughs> yeah. from those teams is it's like there. the guy who's like fourth off the bench. They're shooting guard who averages like seven points, three assists, <laughs> and a rebound. And I'm like, I guess if I multiply that uh, over three games, it's almost Zach Randolph. For uh, it's such so a really, it just it's comes such down a dark, like, it's such a dark place to live. And you know, like, yeah, like you the, just gotta like find you gotta like find, and you have to kind of have this foresight in advance. The teams that are like fighting for playoff spots right now, you know, like can't afford to rest the players that are probably on your team. Right. You know, like there's like so much like outside, like what the team needs right now. And so many teams tanking that it's just like, you're really at the mercy. It sounds funny saying this about fantasy sports, but you're really at the mercy of the real GMs here. (laughs) The real coaches. (laughs) Yeah. Big big surprise. Yeah. 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 Um, So So I don't know. Your your roster is Frank Nilakina, Lance Stevenson, Michael Beasley, Dwight Howard, Ian Clark, CJ Miles, Westbrook, each one more, yep. Ricky Rubio, Gasol, Hassan Whiteside, Ersan Ilyasova, Denzel Valentine, and Gordon Hayward on the IR. So, yeah. I mean, playoffs playoffs aside, is there a guy on your roster that you really enjoyed rooting for and following this season? Mm, that's a good question. You know, I'm surprised I'm even saying this, but I got to give props where props are due. Mm-hmm. Dwight Howard yeah. had a monster year. I know what you mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Had a monster year. He's like, he's so corny. Yes. There's like no reason to be like, he's like cool and I actively root for him. I gave yeah. him a shot back in the day, but like he had that weird thing with Stan Van Gundy and it's like, I think he's corny, but got to get pressure where he's due. He's the dude is like, He's a beast. 24 and I know. 12 I just on like a team numbers. that you do not think about. So and, was... not, and so that's good. Sorry, to, just to give him the final piece. And that's good. He's always been the guy, him and DeAndre Jordan and like Shaq, they would like, they're great for your fantasy team, but they destroy your free throw percentage. Right. Andre Drummond. But he this year ha- is like seven of nine from the line every night. So it's like wow. props where it's due. Yeah. Like I, I feel like that was a rock solid like fifth round pick. Yeah, you know, I was talking with uh, Craw this morning, Ben, and um, I, who was it? I was Brad Beal. I was, I'm, so I'm playing Ben in the playoffs, and I was just like glancing at his roster, and man, his his team is loaded, loaded. Mm-hmm. He's the number one mm-hmm. seed, obviously for mm-hmm. a reason. And I was like, where is he getting all this production? And without looking at the names, I was just looking at the stats. And then I was like, who the hell is this guy averaging like 20, TJ Warren? 27 points and like nine assists? And sure enough, it was it was Brad Beal. I was like, Bradley yeah. Beal, I didn't I didn't really appreciate. I knew he was really good, but he's I, DeMar DeRozan. I like took for granted what exactly he was doing. And that is sort of the beauty, I think, of fantasy sports is that you can sort of have a more in-depth appreciation of guys you think you understand. Like Dwight Howard to me is the perfect example. You think you know why, you think you know what he is, and you think you know why he's annoying, or you know why he's annoying, and you can kind of take for granted like his potential, like his his, uh, game on the court. And Dwight is like, I, I glanced at his numbers today. I didn't realize that he was still that productive late in his career. Mm-hmm. Um, he's just been he didn't beasting. get injured. Yeah, didn't get injured. Like played the whole season. There's yeah. no real question. I mean, like knock on wood, he's probably out for the year because I just said that sentence. <laughs> but like he's, you know, just props where it's due. Like I had no, I, he was going to be my rebound monster who was yeah. going to like kill me in all these other areas. Right, he's like, right, right. Shoots 600 field goal percentage. You right. know, his free throw percentage is way up. He's right. going to get two blocks a game. I mean, I'm just. 
I usually shit on the guy, so it's good to uh, no, say I, he did a good job. No, too. I know. It's weird uh, because I, I was looking at his numbers. He's played so well, but the Hornets are still like the 10th seed in the yeah. East. And it's like, wow, I guess they, you know, they're having an amazing season from Dwight Howard, but the Hornets still aren't very good, even though they've, they've, they are Kemba Walker. So, and... They're so like uh, you, you got us all league pass, which yeah. I mean, kudos to you and anyone who's listening to this. If you don't have NBA league pass must. next year, get NBA you league gotta, pass. It's like yeah. such a must. Yeah. Um, you got his league pass, and so I'm always watching my guys, and I watch the entire Charlotte Hornets game, and I'm a Knicks fan and right. currently. you yep. know, I know we said that I was a Bulls fan, but I've yep. grown into a Knicks fan. And, like, they are objectively, without Porzingis, one of the most boring watches in the league. <laughs> like, they used it's to, like, like they somehow, Lee like, and a bunch of they're all guys. the same height. It's yeah. just like we were talking about earlier, like, bar mitzvah photos. They're all, like, six, four, <laughs> two guard, three guards. Yeah. Or, like, young guards or old guards. Everything ends in guard. If you're on the next, everything <laughs> yeah. just ends in guard. It's just a mess. <laughs> yeah. And somehow the Hornets, who have a more balanced, like, scoring attack with Batum and Howard and Kemba Walker yeah. are more boring than the Knicks. It doesn't make sense. So it's like, I makes I get it that they're a 10 seed because just like, there's nothing, there's no pizzazz. If they had a little pizzazz, they'd be a seven seed. Yeah. Maybe we so get, that, maybe they get some pizzazz this year in the draft. That'd be, I could see the Knicks drafting a guy whose last name is pizzazz. And I was like, <laughs> yeah, he will flame <laughs> out. I promise you, you will flame. Yeah. Out. Vince Carter will dunk over him next year. Ugh. All right. Uh, some quick stories of the week, news of the day. So Kyrie Irving's knee is, uh, he's having issues with his knee. He's been held out the last few games. I read that he has pins in his knee that might have to be removed. They might shut him down for the rest of the season, or he's going to have to have surgery maybe in the off season. Um, what do you mean pins in his knee that they so have to remove? Do you remember during the 2015 NBA Finals, uh, Kyrie broke his kneecap? The Cavs yes. were playing the Warriors. He broke his kneecap in the first game, yes. and they shut him yes. down. They had to do some like very invasive knee procedure surgery. They had to put some stabilizing pins in his kneecap. Sure. I get and, that. Um, I guess those are but starting... why do they have to take it out? How is that a Because they're like flaring up. I guess they're flaring up, and it's causing him all sorts of pain, and it's really difficult to play with now. So um, I think he's debating, and doctors are sort of debating whether the move is to shut him down completely or if he can maybe play through the pain and mm-hmm. have it done in the offseason. So keep an eye on that. Obviously, okay. it'll, it'll affect uh, the Celtics' odds. Mark Jackson is becoming a quote-unquote hot name to be the next coach of the Knicks. Per nope. Mar- yeah, per Mark Stein. Is it March 21st? Yo, it's March 21st. Every March 21st, they say that. The Knicks <laughs> know, this always is like, report, hey, Mark Jackson the, or Isaiah Thomas dude, might it's be like the new the head coach. it's like third or fourth cycle for Mark Jackson as the next I'm Knicks not convinced, coach. Yeah. I'm not convinced that Mark Jackson and Isaiah Thomas' publicists don't waft out this news <laughs> just so that did. their clients can then shut it down so that they can seem like they're like too busy right yes, now. Yeah. Like, this like is they like, have something better going on. <laughs> let yeah. me say something right now. Mark yeah. Jackson is not going to be the head coach of the New York Knicks. Don't worry. <laughs> I love it. Not ha- that's just I love not it. happening. I love it. I love it. Every New Yorker knows that, like, right around this time, this always like, happens. Old New Yorkers come back. Maybe Chris Mullen, he's coaching Sage Johns right now. They'd be Maybe they'll Duke promote him. Villanova. Call him he's up. Like, no, yeah. no, yeah. No, Luke Karnaseka is also not coaching, coaching the Knicks either. Um, right. Portland and Utah, both of these teams have been on fire the last uh, couple of weeks. The Do you know the Jazz have won 21 of 23 games? Yeah, they had like a 13-game winning streak at one point. Dude, they are, they are – I mean, go bear. They're just defensively, they're dominant – um and mm-hmm. and the the trailblazers have had uh they, they won 13 in a row before last night 
Uh, they're mm-hmm. 15 and two since February 8th. So we're keeping an mm-hmm. eye on both of these teams. You know, you hear about the Warriors, you hear about the Rockets, you hear mm-hmm. about the the Cavs and the Celtics, the the, mm-hmm. the Raptors, but not enough is being made of I think the Blazers and the Jazz what they're doing out west. So small market. Yeah, you know, Lillard, it's like that's such a that's such a product of small market. Can we can we met, like think on Lillard and McCollum for a second? Is it possible sure. that they are the second or third best? backcourt in the league behind maybe Steph Clay, Stephen Clay, and oh, maybe tandem. Walt Wallen Beal. And uh-huh. I don't really know. Lowry DeRozan? Lowry DeRozan? Yeah, exactly. Is that up there? I don't know. Sure. I mean, uh, whatever mm. Boston has. Westbrook I mean, and who's Westbrook's two? Is it Paul George? Isn't George a three? Isn't Paul George yeah, really a three? Right, right, right. I mean, for my oh, yeah. money, I mean, Lillard sure. and McCollum, is that, that's as lethal of a tandem as, the, as we have in the league. More important question: yes. Are they the coolest tandem? Oh, without a doubt, without so a doubt. So who, who, who are these they guys? Love drinking wine. They these are big Pinot Noir guys. Really? Yes. They're big. They like noir. Yes. Really? Lillard yes. likes noir. I, I'm going to send you a video after after we wrap on the pod. But these guys love the Pinot Noir. Yeah, absolutely. I heard about this like inner circle wine club where like LeBron well, runs LeBron, like an NBA yes. Hall of Fame wine you know, club. LeBron is huge on wine. He right. is he is every he summer. Vineyard? Uh, he might every summer right. he's up here in Santa Barbara. Uh, oh, love with, that you're with, saying up here in. Yeah, yeah, with his boys. Um, okay. what else? What else? What else? Trey Young. So uh, Trey Young is uh out at Oklahoma and officially entering the NBA draft. Um, yeah, you've you've been singing his praises all year. You yeah. you are on the Trey Young bandwagon. Uh, you I think, think so. he translates as a pro? Um, yeah, I think that what I like about him is that. He's not. He didn't become a superstar based on his size. Yeah. So much of like college guys are just like Shot he's six ten and he has all quote unquote yeah. all the tools. Yeah. And it's like what that usually means is like he looks like basketball players have looked before him. Sure. You know what I mean? Like yes. if you ever read the book Moneyball, it was like Billy Bean's whole thing was like he looks like a baseball player. Scouts right. would say that all the time, and right. it was like sure, but like that doesn't get us there. So I like I think that there's something very cool and exciting about players like Trey Young who grew up like players five years ago, grew up watching LeBron James and these physical monsters, even Shaq's. And it's like, I can't do that. But now kids past five years have grown up watching Steph Curry and other like players who are six, four and they're training like him. And they're like, I can do that. And there's something really fun about Trey, Trey young feeling like the first of his generation to like come out as like, I've been training these 40 foot shots. This is second nature to me. So it's like, I want his magic on the Knicks. Like I want his skill set on the Knicks. It's proven that it that's this pace of the NBA, the way it's going. So I'm like, I know he's. They're saying he's going to be like a number nine or eight pick or something like that. If he falls to the Knicks, he might be we already Nick. missed out on Steph Curry once. <laughs> I mean, Steph Curry got picked the pick before the Knicks. It was just one of those years. Just one of so, those things, man. That always will but, happen to the Knicks. But the top ten, did you have you? Are you familiar with like the players in this year's draft? Yeah, there I'm is f- some bizarro talent coming out of this I know. year. Anyone you really like? Anyone that like jumps out at you? You like? I mean, the, the most fun from YouTube Arizona? watch is Doncic. Yeah, the Doncic. most fun. Oh, I yeah, mean, man. Luka Doncic, like he's going to go number two. They're saying, which is crazy to me. Yeah, I mean, um, does he remind you of anyone in the in the current NBA? He's like uh, slashing to the rim, right? Uh, yeah, I just. He just, I don't know, maybe like a Ben Simmons. I don't know. He's just, 
I just want him on the Sixers. As a sure. Knicks fan, I want him on the Sixers too. I like want all of the young cool to go to Philadelphia. Right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. They they're pretty loaded as is, but God, I mean, if they if they ever got Doncic, good grief! You know, two years ago, a friend of mine from Philly made me the bet that the Sixers would win a championship in the first in the next four years, two seasons ago. Okay, so he has. One, two, he has two seasons to go after this for it to come true. I gave him four to one odds on $100. Do you think that the Sixers will win an NBA championship in the next two years? And if so, I owe my friend $400. The next two years? Yeah. No. Hell yeah. I think, though, it might be three years. <laughs> That's fine. Don't care about that third year. That yeah, third year could yeah, be yeah. whatever. Fine, yeah, 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 yeah. Next two years, you think that it's still Golden State and Cleveland? Uh, I think or something like that. I think yeah. I th- I think uh, Golden State, Cleveland, Golden State, Cleveland, uh, Houston, and Toronto will keep us busy for the next two years. Okay. But I think three years from now, one of those teams is going to fall, and Philly's only going to be getting stronger and stronger and figuring right. out like who it, who they are and what they do. Right. They still have Markel Fultz. Um, let's talk. Let's talk about the games tonight. I want you to guess some of these lines. So I'm asking you to guess the point spread. Um, yes. So we have Toronto at Cleveland tonight. Who you got? Okay. Toronto at Cleveland. Toronto at Cleveland. I will say, uh, did Toronto play last night? I think they played last night. So they're coming on a back. Uh, that's a back to back on the road. So that means that Cleveland should definitely be favored. Yeah, uh, I'll say Cleveland three and a half. Great, Cleveland minus two. Very close. Okay. Uh, okay. We got Memphis. Uh, yeah, Memphis at Philly. Gross. Memphis is awful. Memphis is awful. You never know who they're starting at guard. It could be Tyreek Evans. It could be. Uh, oh, I think Gasol is back. Hmm. Philly. I mean, Philly should just absolutely Crush roll him. them. Yeah, it should. But let's say Philly minus five. Philly minus thirteen. What? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We got Charlotte. That at, makes sense. I Sh- mean, Charlotte at Brooklyn. Five. Charlotte at Brooklyn. Wow, that's such an awful game to just watch. Ugly Jesus teams. Christ. I mean, I don't. This is like I could see a world in which Vegas just puts in parentheticals. It's going to be close. Care. Yeah, we don't yeah, care. Yeah. Uh, let's call it, uh, let's call it Brooklyn minus one and a half. Charlotte minus one and a half. Really? Basically the same. Yeah. Basically. In Brooklyn? Yep. In Brooklyn. Uh, we got the Knicks at Miami. The Knicks are very bad. You don't have to tell me that. I certainly know. The Knicks at Miami. Miami is still starting Bam Adebayo at center. So that doesn't give me confidence. Wade is still out. Right. Um, but they're still in there in Miami. Yep. Uh, let's say Miami four and a half. Miami minus 10 and a half. Jesus, these NBA lines are monsters. I know. De- Denver at Chicago. The NBA sucks tonight, huh? Yeah. Denver at Chicago. <laughs> um, Denver at Chicago, let's just say, geez, Chicago's so bad. So bad. I mean, but still there at home. Denver, one and a half. Denver, nine and a half. I am bad at this game. That's Gee, fine. These are such high lines. Wow, Clippers, the NBA has given up. I got Clippers at Milwaukee. What do you like there? It's really... Sorry, I'll get yeah, to that yeah. in one second. It, it's very indicative of a good game and a bad game. Like I, I, was, I was joking when I said like the NBA is full of like shitty games tonight, but like when they're ten point lines and nine point lines and thirteen point lines, those are bad games. Oh, absolutely. You know what I mean? Like there's bad games on the on the schedule. That's Vegas. Vegas is saying we anticipate like a disaster in Philadelphia right. tonight. 
The yeah, tighter the line, like a blowout. Like the more Vegas is like, this is going to be a quality game. This is worth your time. Right. All of these lines are... Vegas is basically saying, don't even watch Knicks at Heat tonight. Don't watch Memphis at Philly. It's pointless. Don't, right. you know, like, don't even bother tuning in for Denver at Chicago. It's worthless. Right. The home team's going to blow them out, and they're bad, too. Uh, Clip- um, Clippers was- at Bucks. Clippers at Bucks. Clippers are weird, too. Clippers um, are weird. Bucks are Bucks with Giannis. something to play for. Yeah, Bucks yeah, are the. I think they eights. both have something to play for. Are yeah. the Clippers? Well, I won't go there. Uh, let's call it uh, at Bucks. So we'll give them three points. Let's just say uh, Bucks at minus three. Bucks minus five. Yeah, close. I can't get. I gotta get one of these right. Indy at uh, the Pelicans. Pelicans are weird. They have a back to back to back this week. They're tonight, yeah, March 20th, 21st, and Jeez. 22nd. They have games, so it's it's fascinating. They're going to be fried tomorrow, but yeah. they're playing against two tonight? Uh, we got Indy at the Pelicans. Indy. Indy's also quite weird, but I like the Pelicans. Pelicans are playing with Hart at the Pelicans. Let's say Pelicans minus four. Pelicans minus one. Yeah, that makes and, sense. And then we got the Wizards tonight on ESPN, the Wizards at the Spurs. That's the ESPN game? Yeah. There is nothing to watch tonight. Jesus Christ. <laughs> um, Wizards at Spurs. The Spurs have looked really weird. Kawhi's not coming back tonight, is he? Mm, that was lofted out no. there. He was going to be playing. I don't okay. think he's back tonight. Okay, got it. Wizards, they're also with, uh, let's just say Spurs minus three and a half. Fun. Uh, it's Spurs minus six. I was not really close on any of these. All right. I'm going to get, let's try our luck with these individual player props. So these are a couple of guys you're familiar with. They're on your fantasy squad. So okay, I'm going to ask you over under. So Ricky Rubio tonight is playing Dallas. Yes. I want an over or under from you on 25 combined points, rebounds, and assists. 20, over. 25. Over. Over. Right. I got Dwight Howard at Brooklyn. Over under 30 combined points, rebounds, and blocks. Over. That's wow. Wow. That's, I love it. Yeah. Uh, Ursan. Ursan Ilyasova versus Memphis. Over, yeah. under, five rebounds. Mm, that's a fun one. Um, I think he's going to get minutes because they're probably going to blow him out. So let's say, I think that's the over as well. Great. Michael Beasley at Miami. Over, under, 16 points. Uh, at Miami? Yeah. Beasley, I don't think he's going to get the minutes tonight. It's like when they play teams like Miami, where it's just, now let's just say, I think it's going to be like an eight and eight night for Beasley. Oh, He's awesome though. I got love for Beasley too. Oh yeah. I know. I, I, I was giving love to Howard earlier, but like Beasley's won a new respect for me. And totally. I hope he remains a Nick. Yes. Um, all right. So we're going under on Beasley. Last one, Russell Westbrook versus yeah. Miami on Friday. Yeah. Um, I was going to ask you a combined points, rebounds, assist total, but it seems like the more interesting question is, uh, true or false. Russell Westbrook will have a triple double against the heat on Friday. He will. Wow. Great. Yeah, he, de- he definitely will. And I, I want to play that math game real quick about combined. Yes. So can I just do it in my head and give yeah. you a number? Yeah. So I think that he'll probably, against the Heat, against Dragic, I think that he'll probably go 34, 34, 14, and 14. So what is that? 48? That's 62. Jesus. <laughs> yeah, 34, 40. I think, it's, I think we got fours across the board. Hold me to that. I'd like to see that happen on Friday. Okay. 34-14-14. All right. I want to talk East and West playoff standings. The the West is a little bit more interesting to me than the East. Um, Mm. And we don't have a ton of time, but I'm curious to look at the West standings. Are we concerned at all about 
Minnesota falling out of playoff contention. So to give you to give you one through, I'll give you the the top ten teams in the West. We have the okay. Rockets, the Warriors, the Blazers. The fourth seed currently is the Thunder. The fifth seed is the Pelicans. The sixth is the Spurs. The seventh is the T Wolves. Eighth is the Jazz. Ninth is the Nuggets, and tenth is the Clippers. Are we wow. worried about any of these teams um, slipping? Um, basically, there are there are only three games that separate the uh, what is it the Nuggets to the Thunder. So four seeds four through nine are separated by three games. Yeah, it's weird. It's like I thought the West was so like powerful, but I was really I'm really only like impressed with seeds one, two, three, four, and eight. I think that you just yeah. named. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yes. Like and like even like Portland as a three seed. It's like that, they're definitely defeated, like going defying expectations, but. You know, like Minnesota, no, I'm not really like they have names. They have serious names in that roster. And like they're not playing like up to those names. Like they have Jimmy Butler, Andrew Wiggins and Carl Anthony Towns, right. none of whom are rookies. Like they're all beyond their like rookie wall. Butler's, you know what I mean? Butler's hurt. I think he's due back in another. He's on my fantasy team. I think he's due back in uh, another 10 days, two weeks. But still, I mean, there's only basically there's two weeks or 10 days that left in the regular season. It um, just didn't make sense that those three couldn't work it out at this point. Yeah. Like Paul George, Russell Westbrook, and Carmelo Anthony have figured it out. Now, would you say they're a four seed? You know, uh, I remember when they yes. were like under five hundred. Yeah, so, I know. Yeah, so Minnesota. I think. I wonder. I like. Is I don't know if Thibodeau like is Thibodeau effective. Um, I think is he like a winning coach? Yes, I just think that there's a sh- there's like a ceiling. You know what I mean? Like I think his teams. He has a track record of getting really great performances. You know, he gets guys to overachieve, um, but I don't necessarily know that he has a system that consistently will win in the playoffs. You know, like right. his his thing is that like he just like burns these guys out. Most right. of his players kind of, you know, like look at those Bulls teams from a few years ago. Derek Rose, Joakim Noah, Taj Gibson, uh, like Kirk Heinrich. If these guys are still in the league, um, you know, they're, they're not the same players that they used to be. And a lot of it is because I think he just plays his guys so many minutes and plays them so hmm. hard. Yeah. Um, Jimmy Butler didn't even want to play in the all-star game. Right. Granted, he was probably hung over, but I mean, yeah, the narrative was to say, I know he'd been complaining about a knee issue. So it's like, Oh, that checks out. Yeah. It's, it's, it's hard. It's hard to tell. I, I think Tibbs is a great coach, but um, I'm not sure. I'm not sure if I'm a believer in the two wolves at this point. Um, I will say they're an extremely likable roster. I root for the names sure. on that roster. Of course. You know what I mean? I, I wouldn't say that about every roster, and I wouldn't say that about every team. But yes. I, I like – if your three stars are Jimmy Butler, Andrew Wiggins, and Carl Anthony Towns, I yeah. root for all of them. Yes. I also find that the older I get, the, the less I root against people. Yes. I find myself actually <laughs> actively – encouraging wanting everyone yeah, around me to do to well be successful whether yes. i know them or not i want to see everyone succeed <laughs> at their own individual like yes. goal yes yes um yes. so that might also just be an age thing where it's like i like all of these yes. rosters they all seem great beasley seems like a nice guy totally um, i'm there i'm there but we're but rooting said, for the wolves I, we are rooting for the wolves and i like their jerseys okay great me too I've always like I'm, I'm on board with those all right so let's talk uh gambling real quick i want to throw a couple of uh nba props at you let me know what you think nba futures okay. i should say so sure. to win the east to win the eastern conference currently the Cavs are plus 140 meaning if you bet a hundred dollars and you're correct you win 140 so right. the Cavs are plus 140 the raptors are plus 140 
The Celtics are five to one. The 76ers are sixteen to one. The Wizards are sixteen to one. The Bucks are thirty three to one. The Heat right. are thirty three to one, and the Pistons are eighty to one. Right. Um, I'm is, putting a hundred on the Sixers. You're putting a hundred on the Sixers. This is what I yeah. want. This is what I, yeah. want. I I'm looking yeah. for an exciting investment opportunity. Yeah, what I'm putting a hundred my... on the Sixers. Yeah, because like, that's what, fun. Like, what, do you want to put a hundred dollars to win hundred and forty? No, give me a break. No, it's like that's not no. even a bet. No, you're like exactly. trying to bet to win your money back. I'm that's trying fine. to make some cash here. Yeah, you need to identify the bet on the board that has the highest potential, has, right? Has the highest potential, just has the highest payout within reason. Sure. You know what I mean? Sure. You're not okay. you're not laying down $10,000 to try it. and win 14000 You know what I mean? Yes. Like you're betting a small amount. This is like what I said about when I went into altcoins versus yes. uh, just regular Litecoins. Right. Where it's like, I'd rather own a thousand of a coin that is worth $1 than one of a one coin that's worth a thousand. Yes. So I would rather just take a bigger swing, you know, just literally Great. swing for the fences, not literally, but Great. swing for the fences and try and hit something that's 16 to one on a team that could definitely get hot when like other teams just lose one star player okay. and like the whole thing folds. It's like the Sixers have enough talent to go through Embiid, go through Simmons, yeah. you know, like yes. I want 1600 I can, on my hundo. I have a map. I have a map in my head for how that works. All right. So to win the West, show me, I have Warriors minus 150. I have the Rockets at two to one. I have the Spurs at 20 to 1. I have OKC at 20 to 1. I have the Blazers 33 to 1. The Jazz are 40 to 1. The Pelicans are 66 to 1. The Nuggets are 100 to 1. And the Clips are 250 to 1. Is there something you like? Low risk, high reward? Not really, man. No. I think that like the best bet on the board is Houston. Yeah. 2 to 1. Like, it's like, and I only say that because, like, I really only think Golden State's going to win. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, so it's like everything else feels like a, like a lost bet. Like, I think the East is truly up for grabs. Like, Boston was so elite, but they are not anymore. And, I know. You know, so it's like, but I don't think that the West is that up for grabs. Like, I think it's 100% Golden State. Like, oh, it just so happens that Clay Thompson is out for a week and Steph's out for a week, like, three weeks before the playoffs. Like, I mean, they know exactly what they're doing. Yes. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yes. This is not the Golden State Warriors' first rodeo. So it's like they're winning the NBA championship this year. Like that's that's, that's happening. That's happening. That's happened already. <laughs> so it's like if you're trying to like win some money, yeah, try and double your money, yeah. Then you know I would say maybe the Rockets can just bug out, and this could literally be Harden's year to just be like, get out of my way. But I mean, otherwise, I don't think the West like. Like I, Portland is not beating Golden State four times. You know what I mean? Even yep. though the payout's good. Like no team you listed is beating Golden State four times. It's as simple as that as far as I'm concerned. Crap. Okay. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's a fact. Look what we watched. Yeah. You right. know, it's like they're so great. Nothing has changed except they have Durant again. I don't know. All I right. Like Before I let you go, I want you to use a different part of your brain. We're going to change okay. gears just a little bit. Same, little. same gambling brain. Now I want the baseball season's right around the corner. I got NL Cy Young odds. I have Kershaw plus 175. I have Scherzer plus 225. I have Syndergaard plus 500. Bumgardner, 1500. Strasburg, 1500. Or DeGrom plus 2000. Anything there you like? Sin, definitely, 100%. Syndergaard. 100%. Great, great, great. And he's like, he's not only, not only does he have the stuff to do it, he also has like the love of the league. 
Yes. He's, you know what I mean? Which like media helps, PR helps. And like he, he has it all going for him that he could pull it off. Easy. How about player to hit the most home runs? Giancarlo Stanton plus 350, Judge plus 500, Harper plus 1,000, Trout plus 1,500. Wow. J.D. Martinez plus 1,600, Machado plus 1,600, Bellinger plus 1,700, Joey Gallo plus 2,000. Any of these you like? Wow, Gallo, that's funny. No chance. I know. Um, who? So who was? What was Trout's? Uh, Trout is plus fifteen hundred. Stanton is plus three fifty. He's got that short porch in Yankee Stadium. And Judge. Judge is plus five hundred. And then mm-hmm. and then and then Bryce Harper is plus a thousand. That's wild. There's no like plus one fifties there. Like this is like no. you're gonna get paid. No, you're gonna get you paid this here. One right. Yeah. Yeah. Three and a half. I mean, Stanton is bananas in that stadium. Like those two together are just bananas. Who bats third and who bats fourth in that lineup? Because whoever bats fourth is going to uh, have more home runs. Yeah, just rake, rake. Yeah, they're just gonna they're gonna bat around. They're gonna pitch around one of them. You know what I mean? I would guess like whoever who's the more polished hitter. I I I think you just like man, it's like you're talking about a 55 home run hitter versus 53 home run. Yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I think you give the respect to Stanton, of course, but I don't know if that means that you put him in the three or the four, like both. Um, I would say I'd put my money on, I don't know. The, the Yankees are so obvious. Maybe I'd say trout. I mean, would you say it was a thousand to one? 15 plus 1500. Yeah, man. I mean like, that's like, he's a freak too. Sure. <laughs> you know sure. I mean, he's yeah. a freak. Too. I don't want to bet against him. Sure. Right. Yeah. Um, all right. Have you seen, by the way, while we're talking just yeah. real quick, um, on trout Otani, have you seen Otani's numbers? Oh, Dude, he could be exceptional. I mean, if you want his AL Cy Young, he's a plus 3,000 for AL Cy Young. Hold. Have you seen his numbers from spring training? No. Okay. Dude is batting 100. No. He's pitched three innings, and he has a 27 ERA. No, 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 no. You serious? He's like... He's like hella bad right oh now. shit and look I, like i am not underplaying i don't mean to underplay like changing cultures completely yeah, suddenly yeah, yeah, in yeah. a mass market and like you're like undergoing so much like language barrier of course i get it but like the one thing he does do is play baseball right and he looks like he is like the lowest lines as a pitcher and a hitter in spring training league-wide <laughs> all right so i i think uh, before I let you go, I think we're going to parlay for you, Bill. What did we say? Uh, in the East, we're going to parlay a 16-1 to 76ers winning the East with a – how about a Rockets 2-1 to one in the West? Jesus, I didn't know this was going to be a parlay. <laughs> I would have thought about this completely and differently. And a Cindergaard plus 500 for the NL Cy Young. Um, before, before I let you go, over under New York Mets 81.5 wins. Over. No, no brainer. No brainer. Over. All right. Love my Mets. Bill, um, that's all. That's all the time we got. Thanks so much for hopping on the pod, man. We'll touch base with you maybe uh, come NBA playoff time. Chris, can I plug one thing? Yeah, please do. Please do. I've been going on a bunch of podcasts trying to plug my new short film, Triple Kiss, which yes. is now available on Vimeo. Yes. It stars Adam Lustick, Mamrie Hart, George Basil, and Matt Hobby, some of the whom funniest. have been on the podcast, many of whom are friends of ours that the you probably funniest. all know. Yes, we love. Um, it was a very small project that I worked on that I wrote and directed and saw through. And I would be thrilled if any of your viewers or listeners were interested in checking it out. It's called Triple Kiss, and you can find it by searching Vimeo. And uh, that would be swell. Great. Triple Kiss and Vimeo. Yes. Bill, thanks for hopping on, man. We'll talk to you soon. My pleasure, bud. Talk to you soon. 
All right, that was the conversation with Billy Scafiri. Bill, thanks so much for uh, for talking. I really appreciate it. Billy's short is called Triple Kiss. Google it. You can find it in Vimeo. Triple Kiss. It's very funny, I promise. And uh, I appreciate it if you watch. My name's Chris Wendelkin. This is On The Line. Uh, you can email me at onthelinepod at gmail.com. If you could rate, review, and subscribe to the show on iTunes or wherever you get podcasts, it's greatly appreciated. And I will talk to you next week.